Welcome back. We're back with the Philosophy Podcast Special Unknown Quarters mini series, episode number six. Topher, how you doing? I'm doing Topher. That's not that's not a thing. It's not, it's it's not, not an adjective. You can't no. make up how you're feeling, because because if you say you're feeling Topher, how are people supposed to know how you feel? Because I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. It's not supposed to be you. It's a state of being. That 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 just helps tremendously. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. So we are back to <laughs> do. We we were off for a week. I uh, just took a little mini break, uh, and we're back. We'd never leave you for too long. Uh, yeah. Back doing some uh, football, 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 football. Talk. Because there's no other sports right now, and there won't be any more sports for another month. So this is the only sports you're getting, unless you live in, like, Korea. and Or if you are willing to stay up in, like, 4 or 5 a.m. to watch Korean baseball, then so be it. I'm with lunch. I would. Um, I would, most certainly. So this episode kind of, it's a little bit connected to when we did, I think, again, back, all the way back to episode one. Um do you remember when we were talking about we talked about the Saints how they got pounded by the um, yeah. the Panthers? Well, those Saints we're talking about those same Saints. Although today they're the they're the primary targets. They're the ones we're focusing on today. Uh they're getting pounded. So this is after. So obviously, you know, they gave away all their draft picks that one draft to get Ricky Williams. Yeah, they fired the coach, so they were bad for a while after that, and that was in I believe that was uh, ninety nine. So this is now 2003 years later where the Saints have improved just a little bit. They're not world beaters, but they're they're average, which is, is nice, especially after destroying your entire draft, uh, considering it's only a couple years later. That's the great thing about football is that you can rebound pretty quickly. It's, it's a somewhat parody-driven league, except for Tom Brady. But if you ignore him, yeah. then it's parody. Uh, so this was December 21st, 2003, where I was just a mere six-year-old boy. Tofer uh, was seven. Uh, so, the Saints, so the Saints were trying to make the playoffs for the first time since uh, 2000, I believe. Um, they were seven and seven, and they needed to win their final two games to have the chance of making the postseason. Their opponent was the four and ten Jacksonville Jaguars, who were Again, appearing, they appeared in our Browns episode, which I believe was episode two. So, I remember how I said the Browns were in a downward slope from that episode? Well, they're continuing their downward slope. This is a really bad year. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so their their quarterback, they, they were they're starting a rookie QB, and his name was um, is this such a weird name? Byron Leftwich. So, Why are you so judgy? I, it, I, I mean, it, it sounds like it's the name of a guy who's going to be a bad player, and he did turn out to be a bad quarterback. Um, because you have to think, like, sometimes names go into how good you're going to be. Like, if you can think about the best players to ever play in the NFL, they all have, like, these, like, really strong names, like Peyton Matt, Tom Brady, and, you know, Brett Favre, you know, the great quarterbacks. Like, I mean, they're just strong names, but go on. I mean, then again, if they were bad, then we would have made fun of them. I, I, maybe there's no logic behind that at all. Uh, interesting really? fact, though, Byron Leftwich is now the quarterback coach of Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. So, 
So that's how old fucking old Tom Brady is. We'll go back to that again. He's fucking old. Old man Brady. So he he's a rookie quarterback on a bad on a bad team and they're having a bad year. So no surprise there. The Saints, however, were led by a man named Aaron Brooks, who um after he retired in 2007 was the Saints franchise leader in uh both season and career touchdown passes. Um until uh this guy named uh, Drew, he breezed into town. Uh, oh, I did. I did. Okay, I hate myself. Don't keep the jokes um, to this. <laughs> I wrote up that, that joke about like like once I wrote this like whole thing out, I'm like that's gonna be so terrible, and it was. Um, so yeah, this guy held all the. This guy was like the one of the best quarterbacks they had until Drew Brees. Uh, he was a former fourth round pick, so he had a pretty decent career for for his selection. Um, so this is a game where they obviously had to win it. They had to win this game to keep their hopes alive. Um, and the game was uneventful. Not really much happened during the game. Um, but the Saints found themselves trailing the Jaguars 20 to 13. 20 okay. to... We will just wait. We will just wait. Sorry, I'm impatient. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so they're trailing 20 to 13 with seven seconds left yeah the browns are the jaguars have been like, now twice have been a part of uh upsets and i guess that was their thing um so they're, so they're down 20 to 13 yeah upset make you know upsets as in they weren't supposed to win but they won but an upset i thought they were like make, steal lollipops from children i mean that's how you feel you know that's how you would feel if, if you had a really good team and you lost to a really bad team. You'd feel if like you had a really, if you had a really good lollipop and someone just took it from you. I mean, I'd be pretty upset. So I think it's accurate. I think it all fits together perfectly. So they're down 20 to 13 with seven seconds left at their own 25 yard line. Mm. So it's, it's like, no, we're not, this is impossible. And it, 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 most of the time is. In fact, it's an event that's incredibly, you know, when this happens in football, universally, you know your team's fucking done. Or if you're on the other side, your team's winning. So you're feeling good. Now, even though for the Jaguars, you're 4-10, and 10, so even if you win this game, it's like, whatever, right? I mean, your year's done. But wins are always fun. So there's yeah. really only one option. And uh, you're, you're too far back for a Hail Mary, so you can't do that. Um, so you gotta do the the lateral. You ever seen at the end of a game where a team laterals a ball around? What's that mean? Oh wait, oh when they just like pass it to each other, basically. Yeah, so I'll explain it uh, to maybe the non-football knowing viewers. In football, you can so only man. throw the ball forward once on a play, and after you do that, the only ways you can throw the ball is like to the side, uh, so laterally and backwards. You can't go forward, yeah. which makes it incredibly hard to advance a ball when you can't make the ball go forward so yeah. uh this is this almost never works out so the play starts let's go uh aaron brooks the quarterback passes to dante stallworth who was a number one draft pick who had a respectable nfl career from 2002 to 2012 playing for six different teams and spending most of that time with the saints he caught it at midfield Okay, so we're at from the twenty-five to the fifty. That's that's good progress. Okay, we're we're, we're getting there, but we have only have seven seconds, and we got no timeouts basically. So we're we're kind of in the crunch for time here. That's 
Uh, he caught it at midfield, and then he broke several tackles. I believe he broke like three or four. I mean, he, you know, and slipped away from some guys. So he really put in the work for this play. Um, he pitched the ball. So pitch is another word for like throwing it yeah, to the side, basically. I I, I, I get the word. Even though in that. baseball, when you're pitching, you're throwing it forward, which is yeah. um, interesting. Uh, so he pitched the ball to a man named Michael Lewis at the 34. So, so like, what was his, like, stick? Like, how did he pitch it? Like, like the, like, talk about, like, the mock. Okay, so listen here, buddy. I'm going to throw you this ball. You're going to run with it. <laughs> no, like, how is <laughs> Different type of pitch. I, I mean, we can call it, I mean, a baseball pitch is usually, like, 80 to 90 miles per hour to 100. Uh, these pitches are, like, lobs, basically. Um so interesting. So at this point, so he pitches it, he gets back to the 30. So we're going backwards a little bit from the midfield to like the 34 yard line. Or we're at the 34. I believe it's, I believe it's a beyond midfield. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, Michael Lewis had not played college football at all, which is usually every single NFL player has played some college football at least. Uh, but he even played indoor arena ball. Um, hmm. He was signed and cut by. The Eagles, before he returned to New Orleans, his hometown, to become a beer truck driver. Huh. Beer truck driver. So his uh, NFL career was turning into nothing. And he was going to be like, well, I'm going to get to drive a beer truck around. and That'll be my life. Until the Saints signed him and sent him to play in Europe. Then he became a return specialist for them, playing with them until 2006. So a guy who had never, ever played college football, he played indoor arena football, which is like much smaller and kind of similar, but a little different. I mean, you have to be athletic to play, but okay. it's not the same thing. So, and, and then he went to drive a beer truck and then the Saints signed him. And then he went, there used to be NFL Europe, um, which is, in a, it was kind of like a minor leagues in a way. Um, it didn't last very long. I think it stopped in like 2000 eight or something like that 2006 some, some around the mid 2000s wasn't very successful europeans don't like american football that much yeah they have their own football <laughs> well well just because they actually use their foot on the ball that makes it football i mean they should just call american football soccer i mean it was very popular to call it hand egg because the ball looks like an egg and you're using your hand. Face looks like an egg. Well, that was just mean. <laughs> it was just I'm very awful. mean. <laughs> <laughs> so he ran the ball to the 25 of Jacksonville. Um, so all right, well now we're now we're getting now you're getting a little nervous if you're a Jaguars fan. Now you're like, okay, you've been a little close. I, I don't like this. Course, I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not feeling I'm not feeling great. Uh, my, by the way, this is in Jacksonville. This isn't in New Orleans. This is in Jacksonville in front of the Jaguars fans. So you're probably like shitting yourself as a Jags fan. Like, this is not supposed to happen. What the um, so he pitched, he then pitched the ball to the running back, Deuce McAllister. Yes, his name was Deuce. Wait, Deuce. Well, I don't think he was a douche, but I never knew him personally. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Uh, he was drafted in the first round in 2001, and he holds the all-time New Orleans Saints record for most career rushing yards, 6,096. 
and held the record for most touchdowns, 55, until he was passed by Marcus Colston, who has said 52. Fun fact hmm. about him. So you know who you're dealing with here. I'm sure Saints fans are like, oh my god, I remember those guys. And everybody else is like, who? Because <laughs> okay. these, these were all like like guys that weren't like superstars, but they were like just dependable guys. Okay. Um, yeah, basically. Um, he got the ball to the 20, so he didn't get he left another four or five yards from where the ball was, so he didn't get very far. So he then he, as he was being tackled, mind you, because he was pretty much being pulled to the ground, um, basically he lateraled it, but the lateraling isn't quite like the right term to use because he basically threw it. He threw it like you would normally throw a football, only it was sideways. The direction was side, kind of sideways to the backwards in a way. Uh, great okay. throw from a running back being tackled to the ground. It's absolutely remarkable he was able to actually get an, a good throw on that. Um, he got it to the receiver Jerome Payton, so we got another receiver getting the ball. Um, he was a round two pick in the NFL and the CFL, the Canadian Football League. So both of the leagues were like, we want you only in round two. Um, he had a respectable career, spending it mostly with the Saints. Um, and so he now he's got the ball. He's at the 20. And there's only one man left to stop him, and he is blocked by the quarterback, Aaron Brooks, who from his – Zone 20 ran all the way down. Oh, my God. There's just epic moments like, go, go, go. I mean, at that point, you're like, okay, this is getting far. I got to keep going. I mean, I don't think there's a camera angle of him available, of him running all the way down. I hope there is. I'd love to see it. But <laughs> this is 2003, mind you, so footage from that era. I doubt, so awesome. Yeah, I doubt it. So he, he ran in, he leaped in. That's going to be our thumbnail. By the way, him leaping into the end zone, which was incredible. He, he just tied the game. Well, he didn't tie the game. The score was 20 to 19 because you, know, you need to kick the extra point to send it to overtime. So, no big deal. No big deal. I mean, extra points are basically automatic. Uh, yeah. The kicker was John Carney, who had been kicking in the NFL since 1987. And would not retire until 2010. So he was around for kickers last a while if they're good enough. Um, he was third on the NFL all-time scoring list and was near near perfect kicking extra points, only missing 10 in his entire career. Nice. I mean, because like the only reason why you would stop being a kicker is mainly because you know, like you weren't good. Because I'm not saying like yeah. only kickers don't get injured as often. Yeah, it's either you, you well, actually, I remember an Eagles kicker from a couple of years ago who like tore several muscles in his groin. Ugh. Yeah, that was nasty. Mm. I'm like, how the hell did, I mean, kicking, I guess, but like, it's just nasty. I mean, just imagine like every single day, you're just like having your toes touch your forehead. That's <laughs> it's a very basic way of explaining what kickers do, but, but yeah, it works. I mean, you know. And then having the sheer force of having to hit like such a, a dense object like a football. A thick object, you mean? A thick boy? No. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't mean that word. I, <laughs> I intentionally chose to use a, a bad word in this situation. A bad word. A bad word. I said a naughty word. Bad words on this pod. Only That's a lot of fucking bad words. 
So the extra point uh, at this point is kicked from the opponent's two-yard line. Okay. Um, in 2015, if you remember, uh, it changed to the 15, so now it's about like a 33-yard kick. So it makes it a little bit challenging because back then it was and, just automatic. You just make kicks all the time. Yeah. And also yeah. it makes it more yeah. challenging if you wanted to like fake it as well. Actually, yeah, yeah, but in a way it gives it you a little bit more space. Pro. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like there's there's pros and cons. I like the yeah. rule change. So, I, I like it. I do. I do too. Yeah. Now you're probably wondering, you're probably saying to yourself, Ant, why the hell are you spending so much time talking about a kicker and talking about the likelihood of making an extra point in this situation where an extra point is desperately needed to tie a game where there's no time left on the clock? I wonder. Now, you know, now that you mention it, I'm quite suspicious of why you're giving me all this information. Could it be that there's an interesting spot twist to all this? One would say that maybe something that is out of the ordinary is going to happen here. So Carney lined up to kick the extra point, something that he had done uh, thousands of times in his career at this point. And this is 2003, so he's going to be doing this for another seven years. Um... And he kicked it, and it went up in the air, and it tumbled and tumbled, and it sailed wide right. No good. He missed an extra point. And the Saints lost. The famous reaction of Saints play-by-play radio announcer Jim Henderson was a horrified scream, and I quote this is how he said it. No! He missed the extra point wide right! Oh my god, how could he do that? I'm dead serious. (laughs) Like he said it as if like like he did it on purpose. Like 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 oh my god, how could you you run that man over? You know like no, how could he do this? (laughs) It's perfect, man. (laughs) It's 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 got to be the most like over dramatic. I mean, you get your heart ripped out at that point. I mean because. Mind you, this was like multiple laterals, incredibly as unlikely as you can get, missing the extra point to lose the game. I mean, you don't only want to send it into overtime, but still, I mean, through all that. So the game was over. The Jaguars won 20-19. Damn, uh, that's disappointing. That is that is like and, and mind you, the, the Saints have an this pre-Drew Brees, the Saints have an awful history. Like they're, they're a terrible team pre-Drew Brees. So, and at this point, it's 2003, so you got a couple more years till you get to old Drew. So, you're still going to be sad for a while. Um, so, interestingly enough, early in the season, the Saints coach um, stated to the media that he trusted Carney so much that he even staked his life on him. Wow. When reminded later that, that day of those same comments, he responded, then I'd probably be dead right now. He's one of the greatest all-time kickers. I never would have guessed this would happen. Wow, even still calling this man the greatest. And he was pronounced dead later that evening. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so the Saints were eliminated from the playoffs at the 7-8. and eight. Damn. Though, that's not quite where things end off. Because even if they had won, which, mind you, they would have to kick the extra point and then win in overtime, which was not guaranteed because they had struggled with the Jaguars at this point. Um, 
they still would have been eliminated. Why? Because the Cowboys had won their 10th game that week, and the Seahawks, who were the next team in the standings, had already won their, their 10th game. The maximum number of the games, the, 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 the maximum number of games, the Saints, I, my tongue got shoved down my throat for a sec there. Oh. The maximum number of games the Saints could have won at this point was nine if they had beaten the Jaguars, and the Cowboys and Seahawks had already won 10 each, meaning that you can't. That's it. You didn't win 10. You won. You could only because their record was seven and seven. So if they had won that game and next week's game, they would have been nine and seven. And the last two wildcard spots were filled with teams who both had 10 wins. So that's disappointing. It kind of reminds me of, of, of the first episode where it didn't really matter what happened because the teams got eliminated anyway. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. They're matter that they destroyed yeah the yeah, like the stage just do just put in this effort that doesn't matter in the end and if you notice if you remember that episode it was also the cowboys who won and eliminated the team that was going to make it which would have been the packers and this is the cowboys again also making the playoffs which is a weird thing to think about um though the saints did match up against those Dallas Cowboys the very next week, and they beat them 13-7 to to end their season on a somewhat high note. So, they kind of got to, you know, I believe in the Cowboys, they didn't do anything that year, so you don't have to worry about them either, but um, they, the Saints would not make the playoffs again until 2006. Um that was, I think, that was by the time Drew Brees arrived and started making things pretty nice in New Orleans. Yeah, and that's when I, that's why I first started paying attention to football. Yeah, before I, he, before I lost myself again. That's lost so, myself again. Lost myself in the drink. Never been the same. <laughs> um. So, there. This this event basically what makes the story so great is that this is so rare. You never see at the end of a game multiple lateral attempts against like the defense, the regular Jaguars defense, which you know wasn't great, but it was okay. You know, NFL caliber defense, lateraling it sideways and backwards several times. It was uh, three times, I believe. Um, so it's the only three lateral touchdown in NFL history, um, and I'm sure you, miracle. Uh, no. I would have made a whole episode about it, but it's, it's such a famous event that it's like, you know, basically uh, last minute of the, you know, the, the game's basically over. The, the Bills are leading the Titans 16 to 13. It's a playoff game. And yeah. um, on the kickoff, the Titans are coming back. They got no time left, so they have to score on this kickoff. They, um, uh, well, they didn't have to, I guess, but, they, you know, they lateral, they, they took the ball down. He handed it off to one guy. He laterals it across to another guy. They pick up the blocks. He goes in for a touchdown. Um, and that was the Music City Miracle, and that happened in um, 1999. Uh, so that, so that, and then this play were like lateral plays that that actually worked out and got touchdowns. Um, the difference was, of course, the Titans won their game; the Saints lost theirs. <laughs> so while it was a great moment, it, it lasted about like 10 seconds because then they lost like right after. So they couldn't even enjoy doing something incredibly rare. <laughs> also for the Bills 
that that was against them. They lost that game. They didn't make the playoffs again until 2017. So <laughs> imagine that being your last playoff appearance, seeing that shit. Ugh. Life as a Bills fan is tough. Sorry, Bills fans. It is. Um, now, it's from 2003 until 2018, that had never happened again. Um, but then if you if you remember 2018, remember what happened in Miami, the Dolphins? Uh, no, what happened? At the end of the game, they were trailing the Patriots, and uh, the quarterback threw a pass. The, the one player lateraled it to another, and he went took it in for a touchdown to win the game with like no time left. So that was the that was the this is this place called the River City Relay, um, the one yeah. we just talked about. It didn't happen again until 2018, and even then, it's it's incredibly rare to see. Um, it's just something about the River City. Uh, it's Jacksonville, so I guess that's what they call it. I never heard that before, though. I call it. I guess I'm presuming they called it that because it was. Re- you know, there, there, there's. They used to come up with such good names for these crazy like plays back in the day. Like, like we called this one in Miami. That just happened in 2018. We just called it the Miami Miracle or whatever. And it's like, okay, it's nothing fun about that. Just a miracle. Ooh. You know. Like when the Eagles had their miracle, it was like the miracle of the Meadowlands. I mean, that was like the area they called it on. So it was a little bit different. It was that was the stadium was called. So it was kind of nice, I guess. But I don't know. If you just slap miracle on a play that's rare, it just it's not as fun. This was the River City Relay. That sounds kind of that sounds a lot of fun, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just being stupid. But <laughs> no, no, that's not like fun. I was just like no, you, I was don't just... Have to, you don't have to make me feel better. Oh, no, I just I'm. <laughs> All right, I'm just trying to make you feel better. It was awful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you get that off my chest. So basically, yeah, so this play is incredibly rare in football, and we may not see it again. So to have in 2018, we may not see it again until 2048 or something. I mean, it's just it's something that you don't see um, because it's incredibly, especially I think even more nowadays because the athletes are much better, you know, in terms of on defense and everything. It's just hard to do. Um, and, uh, this one was probably the most impressive one, even though it resulted in a missed extra point, which almost never happens, especially in this era where the, the yeah. extra point was on the two yard line and you miss it. You know how hard it wow. is to do that? Do you know how hard it is to be uh, an almost hall of fame caliber kicker and to miss an extra point in a situation and, and all the situations you could have missed that extra point. And that was the one. That was the one you. It's the nerves, man. Gets to you. I mean, the dude was pretty old at this point. Eighty-seven. You think he would have gotten those nerves out of him? So I, I think that's probably partially what why he did it was because the pressure of that situation being something that is so rare and you never see is like you're 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 celebrating in one minute with your teammates and saying you're like, oh wait, I gotta keep their point, and then you're like, oh fuck, you know? Yeah. So, great story. I love it. Um, it's just our boy John Boyce, if you, you, you from SP Nation, he did a, a whole video about this. Um, so I would encourage you to check that out as well because that's uh, very encouraging. Yeah, I normally don't like to promote other people, but uh, you know, credit words too. It was a good video. That's how I. That's how I learned about it. I didn't even know it existed, but you know, and I figured I. Pass it on to you because you would not have known it existed had it not been for me. You're right. I wouldn't know. So, 
that's it for this week's episode. What'd you think? I followed. It was actually quite pleasant. Quite pleasant. Quite pleasant. Quite. Quite pleasant. Ew. Quite. Saying the same words I am. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> right, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, wait, what's this called? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the known the unknown dime. Uh, unknown quarter it's the known dime the known dime is that like our is that like our anti-podcast like, yeah that, that, that's where it's like it's like several hours long and it talks about like events that happened like yesterday no events that happen in the future oh shit it's more interesting to be honest in the future Tom Brady will throw seven interceptions and then pull down his pants and take a shit on the field I wouldn't blame him. I would love to watch that. That would be like the highest rated NFL game of all time. Uh, that This has been the Unknown Quarter episode six. Thank you for tuning in. We actually kept it uh, pretty short this week. Uh, unlike last week where it was like almost 46, 47 minutes. Ridiculous. Well, yeah, we, were getting, we were really into that one. Well, that was never again, one. damn it. Never again. <laughs> never again. So next week we'll be back, of course. Well, the week after next week, because it's a bi-weekly podcast, of course. Uh, episode 7 will feature an interesting story about the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, coming at you two it's weeks from Eagles. now. Don't spoil the name of the... Okay, whatever. No, no, no father. The... Look out. Goodbye, goodbye, everyone. See you next, see you next time. Cheers.